Welcome, welcome to welcome. the only podcast that draws you in like a straw in a milkshake. It's Pastor Live, the lighthearted podcast adventure that's all about God, the Word, answers to your questions, and, well, sometimes it's more questions to your questions. Hang on tight. You're listening to Pastors Live with Pastor Ty, Pastor Dave, Pastor Shane, and the other guy. And guess where Tony's teaching this weekend? Here? Isaiah 1. Oh. <laughs> I was like, he's here. I, here. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, wow. Dude, that was awesome. That's a great way to start the program. He hasn't changed his mind yet? <laughs> yeah, I guess he changed his mind. Hey, everybody. It's Pastors Live. It's Friday. And yes, Tony Clark is teaching this weekend at Water Springs Church, Saturday night at 7, Sunday morning at 9 and 11. Come check it out. He's yes. going to be teaching uh, in Isaiah uh, chapter 1. It's going to be amazing. And today our reading is in Isaiah chapter 1. What? We're also in Psalm 108. We're in it. Proverbs chapter 15. And we're John chapter 4. And we actually have a question from John chapter 4 we're going to get to in just a minute. But Tomorrow is Revelation Radio's Resolve Men Conference with Tony Clark, Ryan Reese, Raul Reese, and Clifton Jansky. Better husbands, better fathers, better men, and you better get registered today. Uh, and then also, we have a Clifton Jansky concert on Sunday night. We do encourage you uh, to, to come, to get involved. You can come right up to the last minute if you find out you're not working. But we want to say thank you to all the sponsors that are, have jumped in to help us out. Uh, we've got plenty. Plum Loco, Rip Nutrition, Teton Hammocks, Wealth Ingenuity, Born Again Bookstore, Strong Blue Line, Club Apple, Christian Motorcycle Association, The Look Up Tour is going to be here, uh, Trail Life, Rockstar Web Marketing, Casa, uh, A Caring Hand, Young Life, Gideon's International, Rupp Realty, Water Springs Authors, and Water Springs School, and uh, OFCR, which is Old Faithful Christian Ranch. Um, and so... So Pastor James, Pastor Paul, Pastor Tim, we've got all of our Water Springs authors. We'll all be in there. Oh, okay. Got to have a little table for all that. That's great. I really, that's that's wonderful. <laughs> I have to tell you that you're going to, I haven't even had a chance to talk to you guys about this yet. Zechariah's Hope with our good friend Carl Palinkas is going to be here. Uh, and oh, nice. something happened. So you keep hearing on all the news people, you know, they're talking about, oh, man, things are so terrible in, in, in Israel right now. And, oh, Israel hates Christians now. And uh, one of the news networks, I, I watched uh, a, a video of them the other day, and they kept showing this three-second loop with two uh, Israeli police officers taking wooden crosses off of the wall of a, of a merchant in the marketplace. And they kept looping it, and they were telling this, you know, how terrible it is in Israel that they hate Christians. <laughs> and I'm like, well, if it was that big of a deal, could you find some other news footage besides three seconds of two cops removing right. crosses, <laughs> not telling us the context? Like, is that who is that vendor? What did that vendor do to maybe lose their license or whatever it was? Right? Or were they buying them? It was weird, right? <laughs> that's a great question. That's, yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> something happened just this past weekend that Carl is going to be announcing right here. I'm this. I'm going to pull the curtain back just a little bit. The government, the the current government of Israel approached Carl just the late last week, asking him to bring as many. It's called their Ministry of Kibbutz. Please bring as many evangelical Christians into Israel as you can, Carl Palinkas, to uh, present the evangelical Christian view of Israel, and they want to bring. 
thousands of Christians throughout the kibbutz system. That's how much they hate evangelical Christians. Right. They want us there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Want so and Carl's yeah. going to be sharing that vision at the conference uh, tomorrow. That's yeah, awesome. so we're looking forward wow, to yeah. that. It's going to be a great day. Uh, you know, one of the things that's interesting, if you think about how media works today, because media is a difficult thing, you know, Caleb, because, you know, we do a lot of media around here. We do. We, we talk about the manipulation of media oh, and, yeah. and how those loops, like Dave says, can, you know, get in people's heads. Mm-hmm. And But it's interesting because Proverbs, our reading in Proverbs today, uh, chapter 15, verse 4 says, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life, mm-hmm. but a perverseness in it breaks the spirit and when you when you think about the how media is breaking the spirit of people right like oh man i'd really love to go to israel but i've been watching the news i don't know if i should go to israel yeah you know or yeah. you know oh everything is so bad everything's falling apart everything's so difficult or what about this thing with that <laughs> well no it, it really is and I, I honestly i i this is this is my view christians should never run around saying the sky is falling the sky is falling we should run around and say the king is coming the king is coming Amen. because that's the reality yeah the and reality is opening yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, sky yeah. Is opening. the sky is opening the king is coming the sky is opening yes we don't want to we don't want to have the chicken little uh christian experience no. but but i love uh, what michael fuji said the other day at staff devos he said if the worst thing that can happen to me is someone in the world removes my life and sends me to the arm of jesus why do i have to live my life in fear that's right well that's the whole that's point right. yeah. we don't live our life in fear um and uh, and a lot of people do live their life in fear they live their life in fear because they have an impure heart they have a guilty conscience, or they're just trying to work their way to heaven, and they just feel like they're not doing enough. Let me tell you something right now. You can't do enough to earn your way to heaven. You don't have to be guilty about what you've been through. You just need to, as the scripture says, we, we preach this, repentance and the remission of sins. Those are the things Jesus told us at the end of Luke to preach. Yeah. So repentance is turning from your sin, and then as you turn from your sin, you have to confess it. You have to acknowledge it's wrong. When you do that, there's 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 remission. Remission yeah. means it's taken away from you, yeah. and that's found in the blood of Jesus Christ because of what he did on the cross. I hope you'd receive that today. Um, and if you have questions about that, we'd love to help you. And it's, you know, send us a note, pastorslive at the rev.fm. We want to help you with that. But yep. we also, we, we know it's not just enough to become a follower of Jesus and then you sit in this armchair of blessing. We actually are following Jesus. We're actually yeah. doing something there's with our faith. There's work to be done. There's know? work to be done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's stuff to do. Right. It's it's not just, oh, I'm golden now. I'm just kind of slick. Everything's great. No, it, it, you really are following Jesus, which means there is work to be done. There is There are storms to go through. There is growth to be had. And I hope that people would take that opportunity to do that. Right. Um, I, I, I do encourage people to go to Israel because it's worth a semester of Bible college. Absolutely, they 100%. should come with us next year. I think they should. I think they should come with us next year. I think we're going in June, so um, and we're trying to do it so teachers can come and students can come. So yep. my seventeen-year-old uh, was just asking about that the other night. When mm-hmm. are they going to Israel again? I really want to go. Yeah, they, that was so cool. Start, start saving I would money. Love up. to go with him. Oh yeah, I would love to go with. Him. Oh yeah, absolutely. That would be great. Hey, we did have a question that came in, which I thought was kind of fun. It kind of goes with our reading uh, that we've been having in John chapter four. It says, "Hello, pastors. Hello, hello, uh, hello. Uh, hello, how are you?" Uh, it says, uh, "Thanks again for discussing what it meant to glorify God in all things. Uh, your discussion of our bodies uh, not being our own really helped myself and my family understand what Paul was saying." Mm-hmm. I have another question about the Samaritan woman. Being with a man who isn't her husband is self-explanatory, but what was wrong with her having had five husbands? 
Uh, thank you, pastors. That's from Michelle and David uh, Longhurst in Pocatello. Oh, nice. uh, let me make sure I read the que- let me make sure I read the question right again. Uh, okay, uh, being with a man who isn't her husband is self-explanatory. But what's wrong with her having had five husbands? Uh, okay, that's a that's a great question. Uh, we'll just throw that one out to the table. Yeah, well, it's a cultural <laughs> yeah. question, right? If, yeah, that's I think true. it's a cultural so question. If, yeah. if nothing else, and there is there are other things, but if nothing else, it meant that she was a broken person. She had a lot of used. Uh, she she had a lot of baggage. If 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 nothing else, also in that culture and understanding, you had a, a comment the other day, Ty, on on this very program <clears throat> that a broken marriage. Uh, actually breaks the picture of God's authority in his relationship with mankind. So Jesus said that marriage represents the relationship, uh, or pardon me, the Apostle Paul said the, the yes. marriage represents the, the relationship between Christ and his bride, the church. And you can extrapolate from that. You can't um, deduce from that, that that also works for the father and his bride, Israel. But there is that relationship where God, the father says to Israel, you are my wife. And then he would uh, ultimately grant her that certificate of divorce, not willingly, not wasn't something he willed, but what she willed. And so this, this woman who has had five husbands already, I mean, she's just a hurt broken person who in the culture would have been an outcast, which is why she was coming in the heat of the day. Right. And Jesus is saying very clearly, man, I'm here for the outcasts. I'm here for the disenfranchised. I'm here for the people that the rest of the people or that the religious leadership are thumbing their nose at. You're who I came for. I didn't come for that. Well, I came for the sick people. Well, and yeah, and the cultural issue there too is very often it was a woman who was cast out by the husband there it is mm-hmm. um and so was she i mean what was going on in her life that was causing those p- problems in her relationships um the other part of it too is that she could have been a woman who was promiscuous she maybe she moved on from one to another and maybe the reason she was with a man that's not her husband right then at that moment is because she's just so tired of being cast out she's just <laughs> looking for the fulfillment of relationship without without commitment and that's something that we have to talk about in our world there's a yeah. lot of people right now it's very real they want they want relationship without commitment they want to have all the things that basically they were designed for by God without the covenant relationship. And so they're basically taking something that's supposed to be divine and beautiful and they're creating and they're turning into something ugly. And that's really the, the, the juxtaposition between Genesis uh, and, you know, Genesis one and then also Romans one, because you see how in Genesis one, God creates this beautiful marriage and he creates a man and woman to be together, to do together, live together, grow um, and and create communities of, of peace and use creation for uh, the betterment of a community. And then you go and you see Romans one where uh, the, the, the whole picture is broken, where it's no longer about the creator. It's about the creature and it's about creature comforts. It's about self-fulfillment and things like that. And so you, there's just really interesting juxtaposition between those two issues and, and relationship really is, uh, about, uh, there's a commitment in relationships. And I think sometimes we lose that and we, we miss out on how important that is because there's this divine plan and it's, it's like we miss out on it. It's like we, we read Genesis, but we don't read 
Genesis. We miss out on all that. And so I think that's really, really important. And so what's going on in that situation is just the, here's a, here's a woman that's just been broken and, and had been through these different areas and, um, and you feel really bad, but Jesus meets her in that moment. And that's, by the way, just so everybody knows, that's the first time he reveals himself as Messiah and he reveals yeah. himself as Messiah to a broken woman who's shacked up with a dude who has been through five marriages and is an outcast getting water at noonday. Outcast by everybody but him. Outcast by everybody but yep. him. Jesus yep. will not cast you out. I love what Romans says when Paul writes in Romans, he says, he says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall not be, and he uses the same phrase, cast out. Mm-hmm. You, will not be, you will not be put aside. So mm-hmm. if you call upon the name of the Lord today, I mean, you're, you're, you will have salvation if you call upon the name of the Lord. I love that. It's beautiful. Yeah, there's an interesting phrase, you guys. <clears throat> we didn't talk about this before the program, so uh, I don't mean to be dropping, you know, like, oh, would have been nice to think about that, Dave. But it might have been nice to think about it. In John 15, <laughs> the whole abide passage, right? Uh, I'm the vine. Uh, you're the branch. My father's the vine dresser. When he talks about the branches that have been cut off, uh, he says they will be taken away. I think it's around verse eight where he says, men gather them and cast them into the fire. And that always frightens me. That verse always frightens me. The vine dresser doesn't do it. The father doesn't do it. Jesus doesn't do it. Men does it. Men, 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 do it. Men does it. Men do it. They gather those and cast them into the fire. And I wonder how many times I've been involved over my life of taking away branches that God wasn't through with yet. It just always, it rattles my conscience. I want to be very careful about saying, God can't use him. God can't use her. God can't use that group. Oh, I don't like their theology. I don't dot my I's and cross my T's like them. Therefore, I'm going to throw the whole movement out with the bathwater. Maybe you could just say, eh, we'll have to agree to disagree. And we'll, when we get to heaven, God will correct us all. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. The, the whole point is God can, God uses the, because God makes that which is broken beautiful. He brings beauty from ashes. I, I love that verse. It's one of my favorite verses, right? Um, and uh, I, I can't remember who the artist was that had a beautiful song about beauty from ashes uh, many, many years ago. Um, and the idea of, of, of our life is this beautiful wreck, but he pours out his spirit and he gives us new life and and out of the train wreck that was our life. I mean, I, I right? And again, I've talked about testimonies that are light to dark, right? So, so, so Caleb grew up in a Christian home, so it's a little different than I did. I grew up in right. a non-Christian home, right? right? So I came kind of out of darkness into light. Caleb has grown up in a Christian home, but it's not. That doesn't mean he's perfect. That means yeah. he's had his moments. What? I'm just saying. I know. Good you know, thing your like, brother's not crazy. here because that shoe would be flat. <laughs> that's, like, yeah, that's a quick way. To, that's a quick way to get hit with a flip flop right, right there. What? Yeah. So, uh, and I and I think even for myself, you know, kind of having people that were, you know, even family members that were in denial, like that was going on in your life. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was going on in my life. Yeah. Um, and so coming into that light is such a huge transition. Yeah. But God can use the most broken person. God can redeem the most broken person. And we have a tendency to judge where we shouldn't. Because as the scripture says, all judgment has been given to the son. And I think that's something that we have to remember, you know, uh, that all judgments been given to the son. That's one of those things that where Jesus is proclaiming the prerogatives of God and John, you know, that idea that all judgment has been given to the son. 
And all honor is given to the son, the same honor that the father has. And so Jesus has given that, it has that responsibility to judge. And Jesus is the judge, but Jesus as the judge is the one that went to the cross and died for us. Therefore, he took the judgment upon himself that he is free to set us free from judgment. Because it's like you think about, oh, the father's going to get you. But no, the father said, no, I give judgment to the son. The son said, Okay, thank you, Dad. I got this. He goes to the cross and dies and gives yep. us his righteousness instead. Guys, that's the that's mm-hmm. the reality of forgiveness that's found in Jesus. Why would we reject that forgiveness? I just don't understand that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, John chapter 8, <clears throat> um, just that whole beautiful story of the, the woman caught in the very act of adultery. And as Jesus deals with the accusers and then looks up and they're all gone and he says, you know, woman, where are your accusers? Doesn't anybody condemn you? And her big sinner's prayer, <laughs> this is her sinner's prayer, no man, Lord. That's all we that's the entire uh dialogue between Jesus and the woman. That's it. Doesn't anybody condemn you? No man, Lord. Neither do I condemn you. Go, you you are free to sin no more. Go and sin no more. And I just I I just love that that he doesn't condemn me, man. Because I'm right. hurt. I'm I'm hurt. Yeah. You know. Well, and we've all made mistakes. And I, I know that for myself, I can get it. I don't know if you guys can get in your head. Have you guys ever like screwed up and like get in your own head? I oh, get yeah. in your head a lot, don't I? <laughs> oh, yeah. You're always in my head. I don't know, man. It's like, what? Like, yeah, no, but I, you, know, I, you can get in your own head. You can oh, yeah. get like, yeah. You totally. just like, totally. yeah, so I'm taking my shoe off, Dave. <laughs> uh, so, but, uh, but no, I think that's something that we have to, I think we have to realize that, um, you know, we, we, we are, we are creatures that are redeemed by the creator. That's right. And he loves us so much. And and this woman who's caught in the act of adultery, the mm. woman at the well, Jesus shows such compassion and he he's a, he allows a prostitute to wash his feet and the religious leaders yeah. Flip oh yeah, out, can't right? handle it. Can't yeah. handle it, right? And so I th- and he's with tax collectors, you know, the, the people that were the they felt they were the betrayers of the mm-hmm. the Jewish government, so to speak. You he know, touches lepers. Yeah, he touched lepers. Yeah, he, you know, he he hangs out with tax collectors and prostitutes. I mean, wow. It's well, not he's not the guy that your mom would want you hanging out no. with. You know, it doesn't sound like it. Right. But those are the people he needs to be with. You yeah. know, that, that's that's why he's there. You know, well, and that's the thing about that's the thing about for us is that we have to realize. We want to be where Jesus would be, yeah. And 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 that's that breaks my heart when we we put up barriers, yeah. we put up boundaries between. Well, that person's not redeemable, and right. so and 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 the worst thing is for us as Christians is when we start making fun of people, you know, yeah. and and we take pot shots at people. That's just like it's wrong. That's just wrong. I mean, if we're gonna pay, take pot shots at people, let's take pot shots at ourselves. And that's what I love about this program, <laughs> yeah. right? because this program is we learn, we laugh at ourselves. Right. We're gonna be self-deprecating. We're gonna right. laugh at ourselves. We make mistakes. That's right. But the reality of Jesus Christ and His love for humanity is is unexpressible in the human tongue. But that's the challenge of discipleship, right? Yes, because you do have the person who's broken. And I, I was just meeting with with my um, team for for the Resolve Men's Conference. Actually, two teams that I brought together uh, the other night, and team leaders uh, for 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 the conference. And you know, they're like, "Oh man, I wish this person would be involved." Yeah, I reached out to this person, and and 
you know, they haven't responded. And, you know, um, it's kind of disappointing. And nobody was bad-mouthing anybody. Uh, there was no gossip going on. They were like, man, I was really disappointed. I thought they would respond. And I reminded them, I said, you know, there are people who come into Water Springs from every walk of life. They've come out of religion. They've come out of debauchery. They've come out of this, that, and the other thing. Or maybe they've just come out of a divorce. And the enemy's right there in their head saying, you have nothing to offer. You're you're uh, just a dirt clod. You're worthless. You have no value. And I said, sometimes people don't respond because they think, oh, they can't mean me. You right. know? And, and when you're discipling people, there it's, it's, boy, and, you know, James does a lot of this, right? Um, Pastor James, not the book of James. James does a lot of this. <laughs> Where you're dealing with people and they don't always follow through. And so you give them that second chance and then that third chance. You know? and, and it can be, you can furrow your brow every once in a while. Not you, just, I mean, you in general. A, a person, a discipler can furrow your brow every once in a while. You think, now, doggone it, Dave. <laughs> I've given you 500 chances. You know? <laughs> All you have to do is pass out a bulletin and say, God bless you. <laughs> How tough can it be? But there are there are times where I think people, they get involved, and then the enemy is right there. Because he does it to me, man. And he's right there to say, you're worthless. You have no value. Who are you to receive the offering, to teach a Sunday school class, to, to you know, hold a door open? Who do you think you are? And it's like, we're, we get to be the people, you get to be the guy especially, who says to people, who do you think you are? You're a child of God. Now, grow up, because that's part of your message part of the, last yeah, week. Yeah, part of got to grow up. Grow up. Stop being childish. Um, I'm not mad at you. God's mad about you. But it's time for you now to step in a little deeper. You know, you're you're saved. You're ankle deep. Let's get knee deep. Let's get waist deep. Let's yep. get you in that river. Yeah. Let's let's get all the way in. And, and let's, sometimes let's people go think the they have no value or, you know, I can't. Yeah. Right. Well, listen, everybody. Uh, we're out of time for today. It's Friday. Uh, it's April 28th. And that means tomorrow morning. Men's conference. That's right. Right here at Water Springs Church, brought to you by therev.fm. Uh, looking forward to that. Hey, guys, come and check it out. We're looking forward to it. Uh, hey, Pastors Live at therev.fm. If you have comments or questions, we'd love to hear from you. God bless you. We're out. It's the one and only Pastors Live, a Rev FM production with Pastor Ty, Pastor Dave, Pastor Shane, and the other guy. Download and listen to more episodes from Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And submit your questions and comments for next time to Pastors Live at the Rev.fm. His music, his word. The, the Rev. Rev.